Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hoovering is three years old. Woohoo! Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Now, as ever, I have this week recorded an epic special birthday dinner party episode with several guests of Hoovering Past. Um, nine of uh, the most brilliant guests from the last year actually all hoovered together with me over the Zooms, of course. Um, but that is for my patrons first and or everyone else as well one day. Um, but I didn't want to not mark the occasion on the podcast's actual birthday, you know, at the time. So what better way to say happy birthday to my own podcast than by re-hoovering, hoovering again, with my very, very, very first ever guest, dear friend, podcaster, author, comedian, and queen of feminism, Deborah Francis White. First up, though, thank you very much for listening to Hoovering. You can tell other people about it if you want to do me a massive favour. You can literally do that online or um, one simple way of spreading the word and growing the podcast and helping uh, a mother out is to uh, give it a five-star review and subscribe to it. Um, If you've got any spare dollar and you're listening to this, um, rather than support the podcast um, financially, as is uh, the usual option I throw around, I'd rather you gave it this week to uh, the Refugee Community Kitchen. Uh, They are looking for people's not just money, but also time, energy and... um, skills so have a look at their amazing website link as ever in the podcast notes refugee community kitchen they're even looking uh, for help in calais at the moment and they potentially have ways of helping get people out there and stuff that is desperate times at the moment local food banks are also screaming just now um uh, i think pretty much worse than ever before uh, for all sorts of things not just for food for volunteers for food packers often for people who are free to deliver food packages to people who are shielding uh, where i live there all of these volunteering opportunities are listed in an amazing sort of e- weekly email from lewisham local um maybe there's something handy like that near you where you can find out about ways that you can help even if you haven't got money perhaps with your time and skills um it's such a treat to have spent an hour with deborah again 
again. God, we laughed. And as ever, our hearts were on our sleeves. We zoomed over biscuits, swanky weird popcorns and delivered fancy pants sandwiches in her case. And we get into everything from French cat's tongues to afternoon delights. Thanks for doing this, darling. You're my first ever guest. I know. Um, I'm so I was so honoured to be your first ever guest and I'm delighted to be back. Yeah, that was three years ago, probably today. Mm, I think it was in the 20s of January. It was nearly today. Wow. Um, So we've got a lot of, we've got probably a lot of eating to catch up on in three whole years. I know Mm. I've done quite a bit. Um, I'm actually eating now. I feel like your listeners are listening to me crunch on a biscuit. I mean, they they wouldn't be listening to this podcast if they had issues with the occasional bit of background crunch. Um, Mm. I want to know more about, and I'd like a photograph, please, of what you're having now. But I, first of all, well, actually, maybe we will start with that. Are you eating a French biscuit? It's all I know Mm. about it. You told me it was a Um, gift and it's the mm. best biscuit you've ever had. Yes. What? So this Christmas, okay, two Christmases ago, we go away for Christmas and we got cats. Um, So we used a cat minding service and the idea is... You get someone to look after your cats for free. They get somewhere nice in London to stay for free. Great. Or wherever you are. Fill in, fill in your location. So there's always loads of cat lovers who want a place to stay and think, oh, that'd be fun. So your cats um, don't have to go anywhere. Someone gets to come in your house and mm-hmm. live in your lovely home, and but, but show your cats a lot of love and dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, the cats love it because they get extra, you know, somebody who really is like I'm going to play with you and brush you every morning um, um, so they're thrilled and I, I mean I wouldn't want to take my kids my cats to a category really because I think they might get very scared so um, we had this lovely lady called Claire Stay and when she turned up I was chatting to her and she said she was here because well she noticed that someone had just given me a cushion or something a feminist on it oh right so I had sitting here, so people give me lots of nice, you know, fun feminist things. And she went, oh, she said, uh, she said, I'm a feminist. And in France, it's very rare for people to say they're a feminist because the word has um, connotations, which I've heard in France before. Oh, that's so and then interesting. I said, what are you doing here? And like, she said... Like here in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, um, she said, what are you... And, she, I, and I asked her what, you know, what brings her to London? And she said, well... I'm actually visiting some refugees. I'm going to see if I can find them who lived in my house. And I was like, what? And if she has this open house in France where she takes in young refugees who've been living in Calais, young people who need a, need a little bit of mothering and love. And, yeah. Um, and, but they haven't got visas for France. So some of them, you know, try and get over here. And uh, so she keeps in touch with them. And I wow. was like... So, you know, and I said to her, well, you know, Steve, who just walked through and you met and said hi to. And she went, yeah. And I went, he's from Syria. He moved in with us because he's a refugee. And she went, what? And I was like, what are the chances of a cat sight? And I was like, yeah, Steve's totally our family. I mean, Steve's as much family to me as anyone in the world. And I was like, no, he's totally our family now. And she was like, I have refugees stay in my house all the time and they become like family and blah, blah, blah. So since then... She's stayed in touch. I'm so excited about how this is going to lead back to the biscuits. Right. Well, <laughs> this Christmas, she had put me in touch with a young refugee man who uh, had, a, you know, a tragic story and is now, you know, needing some support in London. And I've become friendly with him. And there were a bunch of other refugees that she knows in London that she just said, I'm going to send you all biscuits, French biscuits, these beautiful boxes. <gasps> and she said, and would you be able oh, to wow. give them to the refugees who are friends of mine who are living in London? I was like, of course I could. Yeah. So she sent me this box of Christmas biscuits and you can see. They're so um, beautiful. Will you send me a picture says, of that box? Don't I will. It's uh, Les Mots. And it, this is what it says on the front. Les Maisons du, du Biscuit, which sounds like an English person has tried to go, what's a French biscuit company? The House of yeah. Biscuits. The House of Biscuit. The House um, of Biscuit. And then it says, uh, assortiment festif. So it's a festive assortment. Very nice. And then nice. it says, uh, uh, basically, Happy Christmas. In French. Uh, it, 
it's very good, isn't it? It sounds like maison is one of those words that like you learn, like when you first learn French, say, uh, où est la, où est le maison? Maison, everybody's, and all of the others' words there do sound like an English person guessing at what the French word would be. Like, what's a French word for assortment? Assortiment. Assortiment. But also, la maison du biscuit. Uh, it's just like, it's like, what? It's like, I don't know, biscuit, 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 biscuit. I don't know how they pronounce it. It's got no E on the end, so I imagine it is probably biscuit. And it sounds a bit Hansel and Gretel as well, doesn't it, actually? Like a house made of biscuits. Creepy. Yes, indeed. And on, there's a picture on the front of a little girl, a little boy on a sled, and then other children making a snowman. And it's got a very French Christmas scene. Brilliant. And uh, then on this side it says uh, Terroir Normandie, which sounds like the terror of Normandy, but I think it's the like terror like earth. Territory. Um, the area of Normandy. Territory. 1903, uh, these were established, these biscuits. Oh. Um, and then inside, this biscuit company, inside it shows you what all these are and what all the types are, like a chocolate box, which I've never had in a biscuit box before. Mm. Oh, I see. <gasps> so it describes each biscuit. So you've got a little, um, what would it be called? A guide or a menu? It's a menu, yeah. And these are clearly, it's all in French. This is clearly not for tourists. Uh, I so thought you said this... not for Tories, which also would be great. No <laughs> not for Tories. It doesn't say inside no Tories. It's like, I think, I mean, it's not It's not a company for tourists. It's, uh, it's local. There's almost certainly Tories who've got biscuits that come with the tasting menu, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's to be fair. Um, so uh, there's a Tuilet, a Chocolat au lait, um, and it says inside what there is. There's one that's a uh, uh, caramel de signe. Uh, so there's a cookie with caramel inside. And so there's all these different long, nice. long du chat. So it's like a Ooh, something that? like a cat. Very long cat. I don't Big know. Big long cat. Um, sablé diamond. So like a diamond. I've heard the like word a... sablé on MasterChef, but I don't know what it means. It's like a sable, like a sable and a diamond. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay, it's obviously not that. Um, so we're going to look up sable, yeah, and we're going to find out what it means. That's but going to I had, now. I uh, I thought a sable cookie. What was this? It's an animal, a species of martin, a small <clears throat> omnivorous mammal. What well, a sable! That That's a sable. French sable cookies. Oh, like a oh, sable. they're very thin. They're a shortbread. It's shortbread. It's French for shortbread. It's thin, thin shortbread. That makes a lot more sense. A lot more like sense, doesn't it? Not like when a I think big... of sable, I think like a mink coat. It's like a. Is that yes. awful? But yeah, it's a sable under the like tree. Slip a sable of... under the tree for me, Santa baby. Um, oh, is, is awful that? And cruel. Is that it? Is that the lyrics to that song? Slip a sable under the tree for, for me. me. Oh, Being so a sable is like a kind of like a glossy ferret and a sable is a skinny shortbread with yes. a nice bit of bite, I imagine, if it's all skinny. Um, I've always noticed that proper this, bakers make their shortbreads Look at these tiny. long meringues. <laughs> and to watch the dam. So something of women... The oh, right, finger, finger, the right. Lady fingers. Ladies I bet finger. that's lady fingers. <laughs> Look at this long. Look at this. <laughs> I bet that's I lady fingers. I think we could use our whole hour up looking through your biscuit box. What mm. an amazing selection of lovely things. Yeah. I want. Um, I'm really do keen to have photographic evidence of everything within there because I've got nothing very photogenic to eat. I've got different flavours of um, it's a exciting... Finger. It's a lady finger. I'm so <laughs> thrilled with myself for knowing that. Duat de dam. I am oh. holding myself back because I am so mature and professional from the jokes that it would be crass to make. From lady fingering. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lesbian biscuit if ever I've seen one. Deborah. All right, well, I'm going to send you a bunch of lady fingers. I would love to tell you that I could photograph every section of this box and you would get to see each of the biscuits, but some yeah. of the sections have been more popular than others and are gone. I understand. I'm amazed that they've lasted since Christmas to this day. Um, I also have ripped off the packaging of some of my things. I've got different flavour popcorns and I feel oh, nice. bad because I love 
tweet things and I'm so open-minded that I thought I was going to love every single one of these so I thought oh, I'll be fine um, and actually it turns out I've eaten and devoured the best one my missus got me a load of Joe and Seth's exciting flavour popcorns for Christmas mm. and they came late which is why they're still here and there was one that had chilli in it and I was oh. like well I'll just try that I'll save some for a podcast but I'll just try them and before I knew it Debs I'd, I'd inhaled them and not oh, shared no a whole no. this whole bag it was days ago now and they it's not I that now big know, Jess no just to be clear if the listeners are imagining it's like like a big huge Christmas stocking or something how many kernels it's probably about 100 kernels 200 kernels in there in a I don't one. think it's unreasonable to eat those in one sitting at all I think no. that's perfectly reasonable and in fact I think asking anything else of you would be uh, a cruel and unusual punishment Thank and you. Amnesty International would get involved <laughs> That's the spirit. Thank you. Thank you. I'd be like, stop trying to have Jess eat half a delicious, reasonable-sized portion when she could deli- she could eat a whole delicious, reasonable-sized portion. Yes. Also, I found... Oh, I mean, we'll get into this, but during lockdown, there are days where... like, to, <laughs> It depends what, what the temperature of the house, the world, and my hormones are, but there are days where I, I am like, oh, well, I don't know what's going on here. It's absolutely midway between two meals and I'm very much ready for a meal. And I don't know that that's happened until I have like a tiny thing to eat. And then I'm like, oh, uh oh, I actually need a, I need a proper amount. And, um, and that's how you, you end up sort of imbibing, uh, a a sack of a small, delicious sack of popcorn, um, instead of in addition to meals. Um, but, and then there's other times like today where I was like, it's been hours since I had lunch. Why aren't I starving? So I've institutionalised myself into a hunger that's not always there. Now, my point was, um, the chilli ones were the best ones. I now, and I'm going to do it first because I've already tried them, and I even just got a whiff of them and was like, fuck off. Have had one that was, I'm afraid to say, disgusting. And I thought I'd love it. It was Marmite flavour popcorn. And I love Marmite and I'm going to try them again for the love of the podcast. My issue with it is, and you can even tell from the smell, they've still done caramel and then Marmite on top of that, Debs. Oh, you've put me off my lunch. Oh, I'm That's so horrible. sorry. I'm going to have it first and then I'm going to sort of wash my mouth out. A regular popcorn with Marmite actually sounds quite fun. Not yeah. a caramel one. There's caramel no. first and They're then there's Marmite They're trying to do that salt and caramel thing, but that's not the same. No, salt and caramel is delicious. Marmite is yeast. No. Okay. Try it. It starts off fine. And then it's bad. It's oh. really bad. That's bad in the mouth. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Yucky! Oh, 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 uh, that is, that's an experiment gone fucking wrong. That is, I, I wouldn't give them away. Don't give them to someone who loves Marmite. It's enough to ruin Marmite. I love Marmite. They've fucked that up. Fucking angry about that. Oh God. There's so many options. Why have you done that? Why do they even, what do they even think? The taste that's ringing around the back of my mouth now can fuck off. And I love almost everything. I'm going to to get as a palate oh. cleanser from hearing about that. Yeah. Have a long, uh, a, a long dish. It's a it's a cat's tongue. A, a oh, a bread. cat's they tongue. They love it. They love it. The well, that's not, a, not that's not not a lesbian biscuit, is it? No, it's not. But I want to know how gravelly it is because that's what always surprises me about a cat's tongue. Mm. I think that's why it's called that. Mm. They, they gravel it up on the top. Mm. They make it. Rough. What is the gravel? Is it desiccated coconut? They love that on a French biscuit. Mm. Into just dusty mm. bits of other biscuits glued to the main biscuit body. I think they've done something before they've baked it to make it, um, to give it a texture. To give it a rough roof. A rough roof. Yeah. Um, you, you've got cats. I now have cats. Um, I, I'm fascinated by it. Their tongues are fucking weird, aren't they? I know they're designed to be so that they can, like, siphon up liquid to drink from even... It's so hard to drink off the off the flat surface, and they sort of have to. But um, the sa- the sound their tongue makes when it hits a dry surface that's good, isn't it? <sighs> and also, one of ours. Do yours do this? Do they like to guzzle directly from a tap? Ah, uh, yes. They if if you if you had a tap running, uh, yeah, th- yeah, they, uh, they'd have a one go. of ours sits in the bath going meow meow. 
meow until you go over it. And then she's so fussy, it, it has to be just be a very <laughs> tiny amount on. Not, not just drips, but it can't be too forceful a stream, stream of water. And then... Yes. Rather than actually guzzling it in a sort of efficient way, she just like... She, she looks like she's... F- absolutely fucking loving it she put she has like a purse like a motor and then her tongue like slaps the side of the tap oh wow <laughs> she doesn't even get under the tap it must just be the tiny must have lit tiny mm, and you can tell want. yeah they hardly want any anything to drink actually oh they it, aren't they're clever so strangely fussy cats yeah they're, and they're so good at demanding what they yeah. want yeah and I don't know if we've ever talked about animals and food on this show. We're about to. Well, so I have three cats and they're so different in what they want. Um, It sounds like a lot of cats. Sounds like we're kind of crazy cat people. But take into account, we've got two adorable sisters so that they, Mimi and Toast, one of them named after food. Mimi named after Amelia Lanyer, the first published female poet in this country, Elizabethan. Mm, I love it. And Toast named after cooked bread. That's and your, that's your um, Deliveroo. It is. I'm going to see if Tom will get it. Mmm. Delicious. So sadly, then Mimi died of a kidney condition. Oh. And I didn't want Toast to be all alone because she'd never been alone. And so we got her kittens because we thought she might reject one. And that would be very sad and unfair for the kitten. But they'll have each other to play with. And if she wants to join in their reindeer game, she can. So um, she at first was much put out, but now is sort of quite likes having them around and does cuddle up and snuggle them and stuff like that at times. Seymour and Audrey, because we'd just been to see Little Shop of Horrors when we got them. Brilliant. um, Adore her. They worship her, but especially Seymour. They call her Big Cat um, in our imaginations. They're like, oh my God, Big Cat's here. Big Cat's here. Look cool. Um, and Seymour like just adores her and is constantly trying to be her friend and be like, I'm cool like you, big cat. I'm cool. He's actually bigger than her now, but she's still always going to be big cat. <gasps> Thank you. This is Get my in. lunch delivery. Oh. And uh, yeah, so Seymour, here's the thing. At dreamy time, and if you don't have cats, dreamies are like oh. crack. Yeah, dreamies are, sn- are a delicious cat snack. Well, I once talked to a lady who was a, uh, cat nutritionist and that's what she did is she made I thought you were going to say I once talked to a lady who's got the mouth of a cat and she says they taste like shit <laughs> I don't know any ladies with ma- a the cat mouth nutritionist of a cat. give me her number I want her on the podcast or she, just as you're about to relay her wisdom yes so she said actually cats only really need dry food um, and there's a brand that we use that I'll have to ask Tom what it is, but it's it's got absolutely everything a cat would need. Yeah. Um, and uh, but um, she said nobody knows what they put in dreamies, but they are like crack. And she said I don't know, but cats they are like crack. There's something addictive in them. Wow. So at so here's the thing: is they think Tom Selinsky, my husband, is Captain Dreamy. If Tom is away. <laughs> They don't ask for dreamies. They don't think I can get them. My son does this with me and not with his dad. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, where's the next snack? I need a snack. Can I have a snack? Where's the next snack? Where's the next snack? Can I have another snack? And he doesn't do that for his dad. And he's got me pegged as the borderline feeder that I am. And I'm desperately constantly trying not to be. I was on a call with a producer this morning about a recording that happened late, later on in the day, but now earlier. Um, and it was about parenting and he was saying, you know, about ways in which kids can be annoying. And I was like, I think for me, it's it's the can have a snack, 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 can have a snack. Like that gets annoying. And then whilst I was on the phone to him, my son came up and went, mummy, just a minute. And I went, I'm on the phone, Roots. And he went, um, you're not going to believe this, but, and this is so true. I actually just heard my tummy rumble. And I was like, oh, 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 he's finding new ways to ask for snacks. Got to respect I mean, that, really. I want a clever child who's got strategy yeah. about him. He's got some game. Yeah. Because anyway. that's going to serve him well in life. <laughs> it's true. Um, I, I, the dreamiest thing is fascinating in the sense as well that with cats and eating, one of ours is a very constant, much like my human son, wants to eat constantly and is asking for food constantly. Here's the faintest rustle, bang, he's there. Um, and, and he's very excited by food. The other one, 
is so fussy and has to be forced into a, one decent f- fuel up a day, like, but wants to drink from the side of the tap 24-7. So well, it's horses is- for courses, isn't it? Toast will not fight for food. If you put food in a bowl, like in the morning as well, Seymour has, they only used to have dry breakfast, but Seymour really likes wet food. He wants his breakfast and he'll wake us up for breakfast. He just loves food. Yeah. And toast has always been like this. Even with her sister Mimi, it's like, I'll wait till everyone else is done. And then if there's anything left, I'll have it. I'm not really fast, but she will not fight for food. Oh, toast. It's, in, Whereas I mean, Audrey, it's fascinating. Audrey is obsessed with titbits at supper time, which you should not give. It, neither of them are as obsessed with. She wants human Seymour. food. She wants Audrey, human food, yeah. and they're also different. Like she'll come up and she'll, she will. If I don't give her any, even if I think it's, she's not going to like this, like it's noodles, she doesn't. She's not going to eat it. She'll go. I'll be the judge of that. I'd like to have a look, so I'll have to give her a little bit. And then she'll go, I don't like that. And I'll be like, I said so. And she'll be like, I'd like to see for myself. Thanks very much. But <laughs> if, if I've got something she really likes, if I've got fish or something, yeah. she will stand on her hind legs and tap my arm. And at some point, one point, she <gasps> grabbed my bracelet in her claw and pulled <gasps> my whole hand down to get my fish, to get my fish from me. Whoa. She will not stop. If I've still got food, yeah. she'll be like, have you got any more? Have you got any more? Have you got any more? She's so tiny. Yeah. But she loves human food. Seymour's not that bothered about human food. And so it's really interesting. And I this this reminds me of a... Um, Dimitri Martin has a joke about the ratio, about the relative hotness of a girl uh, versus the willingness he has to sit and listen to the idea that her cat has a personality. Fair I'm not sure I'm nice. hot enough to get away with this shit, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> if I was asked, what is, what are podcasts for, actually? What are they for? I think now my answer would be, finally, a space has been created where women can talk freely and at length about their cat's personality. Because <laughs> I don't really care if men are attracted to me or not. I say, as I open something Audrey will want a tidbit of she'll smell it it's a tuna sandwich oh yum now yeah, well, that because of your bread. podcast I've got this delivered I don't normally ah. get my lunch delivered because that's an extravagance that no one can afford in lockdown because we're not making any money but <laughs> at the beginning of the original lockdown yeah sometimes to make myself feel like I was out and about in the town yeah as a treat I'd get myself a Joe and the Juice sandwich delivered mmm it's a toasted sandwich, like a toasted on iron, two flat pieces of bread with tuna and jalapenos inside. Mm. Mayonnaise so, or just neat tuna? I mean, it's got, probably got a bit of mayo in there, but it's not. Mm. It's 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 just a sort of mix. It's um, jalapenos. I and are the jalapenos the hot. sort that you'd get in a jar, like kind of s- soaked jalapenos, or are they raw? They're, yeah, they're... Uh, no, they're raw. They're raw jalapenos. But there's mm. too many in this sandwich. So I always have a look how many there are because this is going to be too hot for me. I like okay. a little bit of hot. I don't like it too hot. So I'm going to pull some of them out to make mm. this more my style of sandwich. I'd rather they have give me too many than too few because you can always take them out. You can't put them in. Um, tomatoes, uh, a little bit of a tuna, probably a little bit of mayo in their mix, but not too much. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, But it's really lovely, very, very thin granary bread. Mm. And I have that with a ginger shot. And I feel like that's a very healthy lunch that also mm. makes me feel I'm having a treat. Yeah. Mm. I, do you know what? I've not mentioned it on this podcast yet, but I also have an expensive penchant for those stupid little fucking shots. <laughs> mm. I think they're almost certainly bullshit in terms of nutritional power giving. Etc. Oh, isn't ginger meant to be good for you, though? I'm sure it's good for you, but I don't. Nice little ginger you know, shot. I'm sure there can be. Good, doesn't it? Exactly. Like I think it's more psychological than I know that there's. You know, whatever. I'm sure there's antioxidants and blah blah blah. But you can just have some ginger in your cooking. I'm sure you don't need to go and get a shot of pure ginger. It's quite goop. It's quite. It's very goop, actually. Yeah. Isn't it to be like like all those like the ones like charcoal that got utterly debunked, and if anything. 
can inhibit your absorption of necessary drugs, etc. Like oh, some really? of those fads are, are dangerously dog shit. But and I don't think ginger's harming anyone. But I just haven't got a spare between 150 and 350, depending on where you are, <laughs> for a shot of ginger. But I like them, I think, almost on a kind of like pervy borderline pain level. It gives mm. you such a like Whoa, doesn't it? It's quite a spice. Ginger's a spicy feeling, isn't it? In the it's a bit of a cold zones. shower. Yeah, it I, I, it does the same thing for me. It's like I, I'm too chicken to have cold showers, but it kind of gives you this full on wake up. Yeah, someone I have picks you up by the scruff of your lapels, haven't they? Exactly, and it makes me feel like, say, in the afternoon, if I'm feeling a bit like oh, a bit after lunch, a ginger shot's going to make me go whoa. We're back yeah. in business. We're revving <laughs> on all of the cylinders. I'm going to see what Ginger Shot does for you. Ginger yeah. Shot benefits. Now, this could be a bollocks sign. Here we fucking go. Vitamin C to boost the immune system and help stave off colds. Antioxidants to cleanse the liver. Maintaining the pH balance of the body. Providing additional nutrients like potassium, calcium and magnesium. But this is like from... Pulp and press, so they're going to be on the good side. They're going to be okay. keen on that. So aren't let's they? just I'm say not sure ginger shots debunked. Your liver, other than just having a bit less gin. Well, that's not on the cards. So <laughs> <laughs> we're talking April about that. I mean, <laughs> here we go. Debunked. Are ginger shots healthy? Benefits, downside, and recipe. Well, if it's got a recipe, it can't be saying it's too bad. Immunity shots, fright the cold and flu. Why it's time to take a ginger shot. Nobody's debunking it. Nobody's saying it doesn't do anything for you. But look, no. listen, let's, let's, let's reach out to Tim Minchin. I'm sure he'll tell us it's all bollocks. Yeah, that's true. Uh, have you tried any of the other sh- things they give you in shots? That There's quite often like a turmeric, bit of turmeric business. It's quite often something with chilli in it, isn't there, mm. in the shots section? Yeah. Zinc, uh, all of that. Oh, I had a... Uh, having on your amazing beautiful mega podcast having talked about costa coffee doing a christmas special that i found so delicious that i talked about in my stand-up set for more than five minutes despite not being sponsored by costa i feel i need to and and then receiving a number of pictures of guilty feminist listeners drinking their delicious purple one coffee (laughs) and joining me in sadness the day they stopped doing them i now need to put a warning out about Costa because it, for January it looks like a veganuary move mm. but they've done a thing where they've gone three coffees that are with you know dairy alternative milks and with an added zinc and B12 which mm. are supplements definitely B12 you need if you're going to be vegan um, a bit of extra um, or any um, but zinc I don't know I don't know if anybody needs extra zinc what do I I'm not a scientist Um and um, and met some with oat milk, some with soy milk, whatever. I was like, do you know? And then some with added protein, which sounds like a kind of f- fitness move, probably mm. playing into the old fitness January thing. And I was like, well, uh, uh, I'm in the mood for something snazzy. And so I ordered the one that's caramel with that caramel oat latte with added zinc and B12. It was, Debs, yeah. fucking rank. Like, oh. I didn't know that vitamins tasted of anything. It no. tasted it, it tasted like someone had ground paracetamol up, put it, put it in some treacle, Ooh. and then laced it with oh, not nice. wa- like watered down, oh, sweetened knot nice milk. It was rank. It was barely, barely discernible as being a coffee. It was, even to wow. smell, I was like, it smells of medicine. It smells of... Uh, processed sh- shit. Oh my god! Yeah, it oh, was really, really sad. I was really annoyed. Steph had to give me some sips of her normal coffee just to cheer me back up. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk about lockdown and, um, and eating stuff. Uh, any sort of... It, we, it's been nearly a year now that we've, we've been under... In awareness of COVID, I guess. Mm-hmm. Three lockdowns, tier I haven't left the 3, house 000. really much in that no. whole time. And I know I mean, that you're not into cooking, so has it made, I know, but I know that Tom is, has it made you guys super gourmand? Has it, has it given you any, like, any Tom's, interest in cooking? Yeah, Tom's got back into cooking. Great. Um, he made a brilliant vodka pasta the other night. <laughs> Amazing. I thought you were just going to say cocktail and it was going to no. be a liquid dinner that you were... <laughs> no, it was a vodka pasta that was absolutely wow. beautiful. Um, just one second. Tom? What's the vodka pasta you made me? What's that called? Rigatoni alla vodka. Yeah, okay. What's in it? Uh, vodka, tomatoes, cream, pasta, onions, garlic. Okay, so Whoa. Tom made a brilliant rigatoni alla vodka. And in it, there's vodka, cream, tomato, garlic, onion. And it was <sighs> so divine. I fully recommend it. Now, I like vodka anyway. That's my drink of choice. Yeah. Uh, But to then add a pasta element to that, you really, you're you're looking to, you're you're really looking to create a cosy lockdown experience beyond which I deserve. But I took it, took it, fully took it. You're combining a lot of my great loves there. Pasta, alcohol. But also, I think everybody's, um, well, a lot of people uh, uh, in this hemisphere are very familiar with pasta with tomatoes and cream. But what does the vodka add to that? Can you taste the vodka? Mm-hmm. Can you? Mm-hmm. So it's not all cooked. I mean, obviously the alcohol is probably cooked out. But is it, so is it adding like a uh, a bit of heat maybe even? Mm. It just, I found it a very, it's sort of like a sophisticated taste. It adds a sort of dimension. Right. Yeah, it warming. is warming. I think of vodka as being warming, something I'd drink if, I, if I'm somewhere very cold. Yeah, you're. You, it's like drinking uh, James Bond's martini. Mmm. Oh, Except it's got, a, it's got bits of pasta in. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm managing to make something that was clearly so delicious sound really disgusting, and if, if, if I've James myself. Bond walked in and said, "Our oh, vodka martini is shaken, not stirred," and somebody put. Vodka rigatoni in his glass. And rigatoni, let's be clear, is posh penne. It's posh, wide, fat penne. It's rigatoni is rich man's penne. It's 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 uh it's 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 really uptown, first world, shake it all about. Oh my god, I've got tickets on myself, penne. That's what it is. Yeah. Um. Uh. But uh. Uh. I yeah. I really enjoyed it a lot. It uh, it gave me a feeling of like being out for dinner, which nice. is something I can't do anymore. Oh, that's so lovely. I know uh, of a few friends actually who've really enjoyed getting. Oh, well, and me too. But more in lockdown one actually so far. Um, but getting kind of chef made stuff basically because there's restaurants doing amazing delivery and takeaway stuff, but it's spendy. But then just going like, oh, that fi- like I just I miss eating out, and it's like I think Valentine's Day will be like. I think stuff like that, people will go go all out. I got a tip off from a 
a local well, Fern Brady, brilliant comedian and mm. an incredible foodie and a wicked cook and genius at knowing local food news. And we she lives around the corner from me. And um there's a brilliant, really good restaurant in Lewisham called Sparrow, and apparently they're doing swanky mm. deliveries. And that's the first one that set my heart alight this during lockdown three and made me go, Yeah. That's worth well, the treat. We did but Shum they're not on a d- delivery sometimes. Dishoom. Mm-hmm. Oh, Indian. nice. The Indian restaurant. It's oh, very fancy. Yeah. For an, you know, it's very fancy and it's um it's not, it's very close to us, so it arrives hot. That's the other thing. Yes. Sometimes you think, oh, we'll splurge because it's a Saturday night and pretend we're going out for dinner. But actually by the time it yeah. gets to you forty five minutes later, it's just cold and a bit, you know, it's not very yeah. appetizing. But Dishoom's close to us and it's really good. Oh, I think support, get, if you've got the dosh, get some dinner that a chef's made as a treat for yourself from the swankiest restaurants near you so it'll still come hot. I need to mention these mince pie flavour um, popcorns. Absolutely fine. Really fine. Totally fine. My, I'm, there's, I don't want to marry them. I would keep eating them. They're a bit, they're supposed to taste of brandy, and I'm getting that. Mm. There's caramel, I'm getting that. Almonds, nah. It's mainly taste of... It tastes like someone's pushed bits of raisins into the grooves of each kernel, mm. which is fine. It's and fine. you know what? Maybe it's just... I don't know if I want the taste of Christmas in January. Yeah. Maybe you okay. You shove it into your mouth. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. am going to have my revivifying ginger shot now. Okay. Mm. I'm just sipping it. I'm just sipping. I'm not. Fully, oh, you're I'm not, not downing it. God, that's it nails. Last. You know, that's all. Oh, that's pretty double hard. I'm impressed with that. Just slowly mm. sipping, pure root liquid ginger. It's quite lovely. Oh, my! So, I can feel. I've got empathetic um, warming of my throat tubes mm-hmm. just at the thought I, of it. I have one of these before I sing. If I sing now. I've been having singing lessons in lockdown. Hang on, Debs. Lockdown one, didn't you have ballet lessons? Dance. Dance. I was doing, like, dancing to show tunes and stuff. Are you leaving comedy and entering musical theatre? I mean, that's the dream. Are they going to have me? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you've got to start when you're eight. But um, (laughs) I've got that. I've got it to the point now where I could be stunt casting if I get my own TV show or something mm. and then they need someone to be Mama Morton for a couple of months or something okay. and they wanted stunt casting then you know I've, I, I, I've, I've got a great <laughs> basis I'm at base camp right got it then they take you and they make you you know work for eight hours a day amazing but yeah no uh, before I sing a ginger shot it's really good it's really oh okay god that's so interesting I am in sympathy having caramelised ginger and lemongrass popcorn now, Debs. Nice. It's not the first time I've tried this, and I'm going to say I'm excited about having it again. Mmm. It's amazing. This is an an experiment gone right. Well, this is the thing is... It tastes so fresh. Yeah, it tastes all fresh and crispy and clear, and, and it's fine to have caramel, it turns out, with ginger. And lemongrass. That one's apparently created by Michelle and Alain Roux. Mm. Yeah. They didn't put their name to the Marmite one, and I don't blame them. No. Mm, yum in my tongue. Have you ever accidentally eaten any, or on purpose, eaten anything that's not food? Oh. I'm sure I must have. Hmm. Um, like what? I suppose actually the thing that sprung into my mind is I know that you were in Australia as a well when I was a kid in the UK Kit Kats used to come in silver foil with a paper red strip that said Kit Kat on it mm-hmm. and every now and again there'd be a tiny bit of foil left on the stick as you bit into it have you ever experienced this? Mm-hmm. and the little bit of foil even on your perfectly perfect child's teeth that have got no, you know, exposed nerves or whatever. If that little bit of foil got to the sweet spot of a tooth, it would be like being struck by lightning, mm-hmm. but in the mouth. And um, I'm that, still that's tempted the first to chew the, um, um, the, the, the paper case of a cupcake. 
Yes! Just to get it all off. Debs! I used to do that. And I think the only reason I've stopped is because it would feel a little bit shameful as an adult. But when you finish the cake, because there's so much cake still stuck to the paper, I would just chew it and chew it and chew it until it was like a little nut. Yeah. I I would suggest that you you try it again because it is shameful, but it's a good shame, like an afternoon wank. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start doing it again. I think the problem is I just have less cupcakes these days. I'm too busy having a whole real cake. <laughs> well. That don't come in a paper casing. I oh, mean, I'm just. That's yeah. such a good one, Debs. What a great answer. I yeah. totally forgot I ever used to do that and I loved it. Yeah, I like, still do it. I'm admitting. It sort of I mean, I wouldn't do it in front of other people, it? but yeah, I can't stop myself if I'm alone. Yeah. I don't oh, want to disgust yes. anybody, but at the same time, I do really enjoy the. the, mm. the, the they're just the, the bits on the end of the paper. And there's something about the taste of that paper that reminds yeah. me of being a kid and wanting to milk everything out. Because as a kid, you can't have another cupcake. You're only <laughs> allowed one. It's up to you. Yeah. No, it's up to you. But as a grown-up, you can go, I might have a second cupcake. So you just throw the paper away wantonly. I know. I got a lovely little pang of that earlier when I uh, went upstairs for a wee. It's a real adventure these days. And... Um, and popped in to say hello to Steph, who's working upstairs. And she said, do you want anything out of my magic drawer? And she's got a drawer with loads of really lush food in it. Oh. And I said, yeah, I'll have a, can I, can I have a mint Lindor ball? And um, and I got this really lovely thing of feeling of like, that's the dream. When you're a kid, you'd be like, oh, when I'm an adult, if I want, I can just have a drawer in the room mm. I'm in all day, just full of fit, fit food that I can have whenever I want and it's totally up to me and actually you can kids you can you can that is the dream of being a grown-up it's absolutely up to you the tricky thing as a grown-up though mm. yeah is then going if I eat everything in the drawer which I might yeah. firstly the drawer will be empty and that'll be sad tomorrow yeah secondly I'm going to start to feel overfull and a bit over sugared and a bit yeah. sick yeah and so it's actually Getting yourself into a state where you think, oh, I really found something out of the drawer. Mm. And then having that and thinking that was delicious. And, mm. talk, and then leaving the drawer alone. so in tune with your body that realising mm. your body doesn't want all of the things in the drawer. It wants one thing yeah. out of the drawer occasionally. It doesn't want everything out of the drawer all of the time. If I you can get you that in tune do... with your body, it's yeah. amazing. And, I, and I, I actually, I'm slightly in that place at the moment, I have to say, amazingly. Get in. Yeah, Me I'm too, like, you know. I, I am actually in a good place with it at the moment where I'm like, Get in. I'll forget that we have chocolate. Then I'll think, do you know what I really want is a chocolate? Mm. And then I think, have we got any chocolate? Do you know what? I've still got those chocolate truffles from Christmas and I'll go yeah. and have one. And it's such a lovely feeling to be... Now, I may well, because I know what I'm like my whole life, I go in and out of this oral fixation where I have mm. like, you know... I. I'll then want to have all of the chocolates. But the best thing is when you're in that place where you're really listening to your body. Yeah. Oh, it's an amazing thing. Oh, it is really nice. We, uh, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's, it's the, or listening or, um, oh, I, so, I can sometimes find it very hard, but it's that um, paying attention, isn't it, basically? It's sort of a, it's a, it's a feeling of, it, it, it's, there's no emotional attachment in a negative way. There's no baggage. It's not complicated whether or not you do or don't feel like having something yeah. from the drawer, for instance. There's no, like, guilt. There's no, it's not a reward for anything. It's something you feel like, it's something your body wants, something your brain wants. Oh. But equally, it's that also that thing of being, like, exactly like you were saying before, we, by our age as adults, have learned that were we to eat the entire drawer, you'd probably, you might even be sick. You'd definitely feel sick. You'd feel mm. gross. So you don't. Because you do know it's, just, it's kind of you've got stuff to do, and yeah. you don't want to. It's the same reason, you know, that most people don't get hammered every night or don't take drugs. Like we want yeah. to function, you want to feel good, and actually, you know, a bit of something can make you feel really good. But and it, what it also requires, though, when I share your not always being perfect at this, is to be paying attention while you eat the thing from the drawer. Like enjoy it. It's not going to mean you that enjoy it. It's if you're paying attention. It's when you've like got something from the drawer and actually started focusing on something else. And before you know it, <laughs> you've eaten, five, you've eaten, you've eaten quite a lot out of the, the drawer, drawer but <laughs> yeah. you've not noticed it. 
Yeah. And that's what I did with the chilli popcorn that I was on about earlier. I was like, these are delicious. And then I was writing and that's, <laughs> that was just about, I just got, and I finally got into something I'd been sort of stuck on and sort yeah. of tinkering at with the odd words. And then I was like, oh, I've... I've eaten I finished that. it. I don't it's the care. worst. But no, it was no. like it's almost it's, it's it's just a bit of a waste because that tasted amazing. And, and actually, I should if I was I think I was really hungry and I should have gone and had something that's going to sate that, not some fucking popcorn that's you know a snack for a reason because it's not going to properly fill you up. Yeah. Then oh god, but good for you. What a lovely news to be in a nice, especially during lockdown, where I think well, it's on really one hand, easy. it's easier than ever to to be listening. Mm-hmm. and attuned and we you and I have very hectic pacey lives and I know we've still got lots on probably too much on <laughs> it's still calmer than it would be if we were travelling for it oh yeah and, and when I'm travelling I find it very it, difficult or, to tune in and yeah. very difficult to sort of know what I want and then to get access what I want and all of that um, yeah. but yeah I remember when I was younger when I was very unhappy Jehovah's Witness and the only v- Food was the only vice, and I, and yeah. I hate to call food a vice, but probably sugar was the only vice that I was allowed. Because yeah. I was a gro- you know I was a teenager and I wasn't allowed to grow into my feelings. We weren't allowed to. Um, uh, we were only allowed to court with a view to marriage. weren't allowed to masturbate. weren't allowed to try experiment with drugs or alcohol or anything like that. Mm. So the one thing I could do was sugar, and I can remember eating like what in Australia we'd call hot chips which are like chips because chips are uh, crisps um, and I'm, and while I was eating the hot chips was imagining a hot chuck sundae where I was going to have but then while I was eating the hot chuck sundae I was already planning what else I could eat yeah and because that was literally the only safe warm place and I resent that because that built up in me as someone mm. who probably already you know as a kid I was you know wanted sugar and stuff like that more than my sister anyway it was sort of the thing I lent into. And so it's taken a long time to retrain myself to put myself into a good place with food where food is just one of the many pleasures of life, but it's only really pleasurable if you're fo- to focusing on it and you're having what you want and you're yeah. not shoving something in that you don't want. Um, yeah. And there are times where, it, like you're saying, like with our work, there are times where you will necessarily need to just fuel up, even if it's not something that you want. Yes. But it's just about going, well, if this isn't ideal, then I guess just, I don't know, make the, you just, it's an acknowledgement of that, isn't it? And then not beat yourself up for it. Food as fuel is a, yeah. is a great thing. But then people who only use food as fuel, I think are They're missing joyless. out on one of the greatest life, <laughs> exactly. the greatest joys of life. Exactly. Like, no, food is amazing. Um, I've always felt bad that I never told you about when you've asked me before, when we did our crossover show and when we did the last show, I never told you about the greatest meal (gasps) I've ever had. Oh, I want to know about the greatest meal you've ever had, please. Okay. So there is a place in New Orleans. No, there is a place. (laughs) I was in there. I was like, whoa. Um, it's the house of the rising sun um, yeah. no there is a that's different the that's maison of the rising biscuit <laughs> la maison de rising biscuit de biscuit rising um, uh, no there is a place called Sally's Pizza in Connecticut in New Haven hmm. uh, where Yale is so it's like it's like Oxford Cambridge uh, New Haven because it's sort of all built around Yale University which is looks very Oxfordy. it was based on Oxford and it is a, it's sort of go-to for students. There's always an enormous cure around the block. And Sally's has been there. It's for so long. It was Italians who opened it. Okay. I'm just going to quickly look on the Wikipedia entry just so I get my facts right. Because I'm sure it will have a Wikipedia. Wiki New Haven. Because uh, it's legendary. It's absolutely legendary. Okay. Um, it was opened 82 years ago in 1938 by some Italians who were turned up in America. And it has uh, special ovens that are sort of wood-fired ovens. Ooh. And... I can't explain it to you any more than this. 
My friend Debrin took me there and she said, you don't have any toppings. And I went, what do you mean you don't have any toppings? She said, you don't have any toppings at Sally. You have it with the mozzarella and the tomato sauce and the mozzarella and that's all you have. You don't adulterate it with anything else because the cheese is like butter and Mm. the taste of the tomatoes is like nothing you've ever had and that's all you have. And I was like, but don't we want some like mushrooms or something? And she was like, you don't want any toppings. Just trust me. So we ordered the margarita, which I thought was going to be really boring. Out comes, it was like a, a rectangular slab. Right. There's nothing else to order there except pizza and beer, beer and bottles oh, and pizza. They don't have other options. It's pizza and beer and that's what you have. And you drink the beer straight from the bottle oh. and the pizza comes out on a slab and you just, I think you just have napkins. I don't even remember if we had plates. Oh, amazing. And, and it's cut up into squares. It's a big rectangle. It's not a pie. It's not like what the Americans call a pie. We're round. It's long. Yeah. The first time I tasted Sally's pizza, it was like angels were crying on my tongue. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was tasting. It was, mm. it was both the taste and the texture and the, you could not focus on anything else. That's what no. it is. Like most foods, you can go, oh, I've accidentally eaten that chocolate bar and I, while I was working. You couldn't. You couldn't do anything else. In fact, if you can't talk to anyone else. You grabs can't talk to you anyone. by the lapels, then it sounds like this pizza grabs you directly by the soul. It absolutely does. It reaches down into your soul. You, <sighs> no one talks while they're eating it. It's just, and if anyone tried to talk to you, you'd be like, excuse me, I'm having a private moment. Like, <laughs> please shut the door. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And you can only focus on that. Wow. And now some celebrities, I think like Bono or someone has had uh, Sally's Pizza shipped, like they have it on a private plane, they have it shipped to other countries and stuff. If that's not you, Bono, I'm sorry. I know you're a big fan of Hoovering. Might be another celebrity, but I thought it was Bono. Bono. He's not missed an episode yet. Yeah. He's the kind that, you know, sends a private jet for his hat, but then tells us all to look after the environment. Anyway, um, (laughs) It's it's absolutely legendary. Now, yeah. I had a real f- frightening moment because I found out that it had been sold and <gasps> and closed down and sold. And I was like, oh, my God. Because I used to go, when I lived in Connecticut as a nanny, I would go, I would drive to New Haven, especially for this pizza. Wow. And if I'm in New York, I've, when I've been in New York, I've taken Tom there. I've taken my husband, Tom Zielinski, wow. there, where we get on the train to New Haven, especially for this pizza. And it was closed down and it was sold, but the children of the owners, it's been a family business, still run it. I think they just sold it to make sure that they could afford it. And, you know, yeah. it's still run exactly as it was run. But you never know when that might end. Now with the pandemic, we're much more aware of things ending. So mm. if you are ever, now when we're allowed to travel again in New York, please get on a train, go yeah. to Grand Central New Station, Haven. you buy a return ticket, to New Haven, you get to New Haven, you have a little wander around, you look at all the pretty buildings, you see all the Yale students, then you go to Sally's and you queue outside to get in, you have the margarita pizza, you have the beer. Now, if after that you can fit anything in or you're going to walk around all afternoon and that's your lunch, you can then go to Cornucopia in New Haven, which is absolutely Mm. glorious. The most cakes, incredible, just the most cakes, the most cakes. And then you're going Amazing. to get back on the train and be back in New York in time for something in the evening. A nap, you, probably. You, yeah, a nap, a nap and then... A musical, know. a musical and then a nap. Yeah, or a nap, then a musical, so you don't fall asleep in the middle of you know, Kinky Boots or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, amazing what an amazing delicious story Debs but it's don't miss really it want a big sloppy pizza don't oh, miss I it oh I hope I can go there one day oh come on world it says, heal it, it does say on Wikipedia since selling the consiglios are less involved in the making of the food but mm. they still operate the restaurant I don't know what that means if I go back and it doesn't make me have now, bear in mind okay. I think I don't know if I'd had an orgasm when I ate there <laughs> So I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Didn't know you were going to take it there. I love the idea that the first time you've ever I was been definitely there, a virgin like, when it was I ate clo- because I was a Jehovah's Witness. I had an orgasm whilst I was still a virgin, though, I think. I, yeah, I, I, might, I think I know. I, don't, I really I don't, remember it. Maybe I probably had had a self, a DIY orgasm. I probably had one of those. Yeah. Uh, but probably not a very good one. So mm, it yeah. could be that, you know, take... Bear that One in of those mind. confusing adolescent ones where you're like, am I wetting myself? <laughs> <laughs> if you are an experienced orgasmer, 
Yeah, you then, might not have as much fun in the pizza place. <laughs> but if you're someone who goes, ah, oh, sex is all a bit overrated. Sex is good, but have you had Sally's pizza? <laughs> what you want is Sally's, and I think it's called a pizza, a p i z z a. Right. Um, Sally's uh, a pizza. That's what you want. Yeah, a, yeah Sally's a Sally. pizza. Yes, it is. Oh, Sally. Worcester Square, New Haven, Connecticut. <sighs> it's I'll put an a link establishment. Eighty-two years old. Wow. Do not miss it. Stunning. Fit. A weird spell curse is put on all of us um, where every time we take a step, we have to sing a full Dolly Parton song before we're able to take another step. For the first hour, it's amazing. TikTok blows up. Uh, But soon we realise it's a global catastrophe. Nurses can't get to work, children can't be grabbed out of roads and most upsettingly, people start to resent Dolly. Luckily, the curse has agreed to lift, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Debs, collect eight million shells off a big cold beach. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero, you've saved us all from the curse of uh, the One Step Dolly song. Curse, it gets known as. Um, uh, your reward is a place in history as a saviour of all mankind. Your reward in the moment, however, and bearing in mind you're blooming starving because it took you ages to get those shells off that cold beach and you didn't get any breaks, is the feast of your dreams. You're so hungry, but you're also so happy. What would you have if fantasy is everything and nothing is unattainable? There's no consequences to anything. Nothing has to be real or gettable. What would your dream feast be? What would you eat, drink? And if there's a who, with and where, who, with and where? I should also add, I'm very aware that this is your answer now and that if I asked you even in 10 minutes' time, it could be utterly different. I would go to Sally's Pizza in New Haven. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would be weird now after that story, that borderline erotica, if you went with anything else. (laughs) But also, because Gloria Steinem lives in New York, I would take Gloria Steinem because I'd want to talk to her more. She came to my show last year, (gasps) this time last year, um, in New York, and uh, it's the anniversary of me meeting Gloria Steinem. So I would ask her, Gloria Steinem, would you please, I'm now an international hero, as you know, I've saved you from singing Jolene every step, and I know it's not a song you like to sing because it doesn't feel that feminist to be begging another woman, please not take my man. I know your values, you know your values. You don't want to be seeing nine to five. What a way to make a living either. None of, although Dolly Parton is an enormous throbbing feminist. Um, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's confusing. There's a really good po- podcast series. Yeah. Is Dolly Parton a feminist? Well, obviously yeah. she is, but it, a sort of on a different track from Gloria Steinem. So Gloria Steinem, yeah. I reckon, would still not want to spend every step singing My Heart Will Go On because it's just not her brand. <laughs> So, Gloria, I've saved you from that. Will you come and have pizza with me? I reckon she'd jump on a train to New Haven. So it would be me, Gloria Steinem. We'd eat the pizza in absolute silence. And then we'd talk about feminism in cornucopia over cake. Oh, what an answer. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been an unqualified delight. Thank you so much for having me, Jessica Vosterkey. Oh, what a lovely episode. Happy birthday, Hoovering. Um, Deborah, obviously, if you are on the crazy off chance you're not already a listener to Deborah's podcast, sort that out. It's huge, over 65 million downloads. I am a regular co host on it. It's called The Guilty Feminist. It's astounding. It's done so much good for the universe in so many ways. Also brilliant is her international panel quiz show podcast all about interesting things from all around the world called Global Pillage. And um, Deborah's choice of thing to toot for this episode was the amazing Refugee Community Kitchen. Go to refugeecommunitykitchen.com and you will see all the things that they are looking for, from money to time to energy to people to go to Calais and... uh, be be hands on the ground helping out cooking all sorts of things um if you can help please do go to refugeecommunitykitchen.com also as ever there's a link to that and everything else that we mentioned in the last hour in the podcast notes wherever you got this podcast from if you want to try oddbox they're an amazing company in and around london who uh, deliver fruit and veg that's been rejected by supermarkets or other um 
receivers of food like restaurants or whatever either because they're closed because the stuff was vaguely wonky because it was too big too small the food is amazing in there you can get a tenner off your first box at the moment if you use the link in my podcast notes or in the bio on the podcast's twitter account at the hoovering pod which makes it only a few quid for your first box if you want to follow me as well, you'd be so welcome at Jessica Fosterkew. Anything longer than a tweet, you can email me through my website, jessicafosterkew.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Caution and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.